Welcome to the Spirit-Filled Leadership Podcast. I'm Pete Barak. This is a podcast where we believe the world needs disciples and disciples need spirit-filled leadership. I've noticed something. I've learned something. Leadership is risky and discipleship is costly. So today's topic is risks worth taking. What does it look like for a spirit-filled leader to embrace the risks that come with leadership? Because everything worth doing in life I think I can say this, Miguel. Everything worth doing in life requires some degree of risk. Now, let's be clear. I'm not necessarily talking about dangerous, okay? I'm not I'm not suggesting that uh, all leadership has to have inherent, like, danger. And I'm certainly not talking about things that would be born out of sinful behavior. I'm not talking about uh, the risks or the, the consequences of bad decisions. What I'm talking about are those, those risks that are born in actually doing the right thing and following the Lord's will, often in a direction to a place, to a person, to an outcome, that we may not have chosen for ourselves if we saw it as clearly as we did once we arrived. What I mean by that is a lot of times where the Lord leads us is to the better place, but if we first saw where we were going and all that it would take to get there, a lot of times we probably in our fear and in our weakness, in our lack of faith would have said, no, I don't don't want to go for that. So there's a risk in recognizing that what the Lord is calling us to, what he's going to ask of us as spiritual leaders is often a path leading to an outcome that we will rejoice in and look back on and be delighted in. But the path to get there carries with it the risks of rejection, the risks of failure, the risks of loss, the risks of all sorts of things that that a lot of times uh, keep us from doing the things the Lord wants us to do. We, we just have to recognize that if we're going to lead, it's going to hurt. If we're going to be a disciple, we have to pick up our cross and follow him. That's what Jesus tells us. And throughout the whole history of the church and really kind of the history of mankind, when people decide to lead, it comes with a cost. Sometimes it's physical. Sometimes it's emotional. Sometimes it's spiritual. Sometimes it's relational. But there are costs that come with stepping forward and saying, yes, Lord, I want to follow your will for my life. And so the key concept today is a risk for the sake of risk is foolish, but a risk born of faith is fruitful. A risk for the sake of risk is foolish, but a risk for the born of faith is fruitful. Listen to this from uh, Deuteronomy. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in sight of all of Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for you shall go with this people into the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall put them in possession of it. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. So what's the scene? Here we have this moment where the people of Israel have come right up to the edge of the promised land. And Moses is commissioning on behalf of God, Joshua, to lead the people into the promised land. Remember that phrase is really important. The promised land. It has been promised to these people. This is not the hopeful kind of like I I wish land. This is not like wouldn't it be great land. It's like this is the land that already belongs to them because God has decreed it. God has promised it. And what he has promised, he does not go back on his promises. So God has said to these people, this this chosen people, this is your land. And they're right on the edge of it. And they've already experienced what happens when they question that promise. Because earlier 
you have that very dramatic moment where they come up to the promised land and they, out of fear for the people there, out of a, a doubt in their hearts, they, they say, no, we can't go in there because there's giants in the land, even though it's a great land. And only Caleb and Joshua, two of the 12 spies who went in, say, no, no, it's great. This is our land. We just need to go take it. But the people listen to the other 10. And instead of going into the promised land and receiving their inheritance, their birthright, the thing that the Lord had given to them, they wander the desert for 40 more years. And that generation doesn't enter the promised land other than Caleb and Joshua's tribes. So here they're back again. This is, this is take two, if you will. And they're getting ready to go into this promised land. But it still requires risk. They're still looking at the people who live in the promised land, recognizing that we need to go conquer those people in order for this land to be ours. God has said it will be ours. God has given us everything we've needed along the way. God has been faithful to his promises. But we still have to decide. And right now in this moment, you see one spirit-filled leader, that being Moses, saying to another spirit-filled leader, Joshua, reminding him, commissioning him, equipping him, training him. And in sight of all the people, he's saying, listen, be strong and of good courage, for you shall go with this this people into the land which the Lord has promised to give you. And then these are just such important lines. It is the Lord who goes before you. Listen to that. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. So, what can we learn from this? The risk that a spirit-filled leader should say yes to, should come into agreement with, or at least kind of strike out and say, I'm going to go on this path even though I see that there are risks involved. There are three things that I see that are important that a spirit-filled leader should determine before striking out on that path. The first is this. Have you been called to that path? As the Lord said, I need you to go there. I need you to be this. I've, I've asked you to do this thing. Are you listening to God's opinion or are you listening to the world's opinion? Are you believing God's voice or are you believing your own voice or the world's voice? And of course, this is a tricky thing, right? I mean, we could do dozens of episodes just on discernment. How do you know when God is calling you? And I don't have time in this episode to do that. But what I'm talking about is that process by which we've come to an assurance, a belief, a conviction that God is calling me to do something. Inherent even in that call is, did I hear him right? You know, But you've heard the old adage, like the Lord can't steer a parked car. At some point, discernment has to be lived. Like the idea of you know, discerning the Lord's voice, as long, again, as long as that's not leading to anything sinful, is it a good outcome for me? Is it a good outcome for others? Is there, a, is there even a desire in me to do this? All these things play into, are other people affirming it? Do I find it in sacred, sacred scripture? You know, am I fruitful when I take little baby steps? All this stuff that goes into discernment. At some point, you have to just decide and believe that God is calling me to this. And if God is calling me to it, then I need to do it. <laughs> And that leads to the next thing, that if God is calling me, that he will equip me to do it. So we need a risk worth taking. It has to originate in a call. And then the Lord, you have to believe that the Lord is going to equip you for that call. Everything the Lord commissions, he provisions. Let's put it another way. He provides for everything he commissions out. So everyone he sends, he gives us everything we need in order to accomplish his will in that moment. Now, sometimes that's physical needs, relational needs, 
But a lot of times it's the spiritual needs that we need, like the grace necessary to overcome temptation, the grace necessary to be fruitful in the moment, the grace necessary to kind of continue to walk in the spirit and recognize his presence in that. He is providing to all those that he's sending out. So if you are being sent, you will be provided for. The Lord will never send out. The Lord will never commission someone without also having a plan for the providing, the provision of that plan. So you need to know that you're called, you need to believe and start to step into and cooperate with the equipment that the Lord has for you. And then finally, a risk is worth taking if you're prepared and you're willing and you're able to remain faithful to the call and to remain faithful to the provision that the Lord has given you. So there's a there's a perseverance that is necessary to step into these risks because the reality is in the midst of going down the path that the Lord has called you to, in the midst of taking the promised land, it's not a, just a straight line. There's always going to be some angles. There's always going to be some moments where we're faithful, but not necessarily successful. And that's a really important thing to recognize, that when we start to take on risk, there are baked into that, baked into the risks that come with our call, there's our moments where it feels like we're utter failures, where things don't go well where I tried to do this and it didn't work. Does that mean the Lord didn't provide? No. In fact, actually, sometimes the the failures we experience are exactly what we need in order to clarify our vision, to trust in him more, to rely more on his grace, and to learn the necessary skills to win. You realize that you can't win, you can't learn to win if you never lose. Or another way to put that is, you don't know how to be a winner if you've never been a loser. <laughs> And of course, we never would like choose to lose. We never want to be unsuccessful. But those moments of a lack of success, those moments of failures, those moments where, man, that did not go the way I wanted it or shoot, that isn't what I was hoping for are the things that actually allow us and train us to to receive the true identity of who we are and the fullness of that identity, which ultimately is not about, as Mother Teresa told us, not about being successful. It's about being faithful. And the, the way to be faithful is to persevere. And the way that we persevere is to continue to rely on the equipment that comes from the calling. All spirit-filled risks, all spirit-filled leadership risks require strength, courage, and God going first. Just what we see here in the scripture. Be strong and of good courage. It is the Lord who goes before you. When we are evaluating what risks we should take, we need to stop and ask ourselves, have I been called? Have I been equipped to be strong and courageous? And am I willing to persevere wherever the Lord goes? Because if we are, then these faithful risks will bear fruit, both in our lives and in the things we're leading. And if we're not, then either we're, we're going to set out on a path that just leads to just frustration and burnout and probably kind of like bad fruit, or it's a risk that's born out of our pride, it's a risk that's just born out of our, our, our human nature, and it's a risk not worth taking. So again, what risks are worth taking? The ones that originate from a calling, that we have the equipment, the, the, the provision we need to, to, to do it, and then the, the grace to persevere and be faithful in that mission, knowing that we will need to be strong, we will need to be courageous, and it is the Lord who goes before us.
This has been the Spirit-Filled Leadership Podcast. I'm Pete Burak. Miguel's behind the camera, giving me the time, giving me the hand signals, laughing when I'm funny, and nodding when I say something profound, which has been somewhat regularly in this episode, which has made me feel good. So if you like this episode, please like, subscribe, do whatever button pushing, bell ringing you need to do in order to get the updates for the next one that comes. Every couple weeks, we'll be releasing a new episode because we want to help you grow as a spirit-filled leader. And the best way to do that is not just to receive this for yourself, but to share it with others. So get that out there, get the message out, because we're building a movement of people who want to be spirit-filled leaders so as to transform the world and to take the risks that are worth taking originating from our calling and uh, commissioning from the Lord. Once again, I'm Pete Burak. This is the Spirit-Filled Leadership Podcast. We'll see you soon. Come take my hand We'll dance on graves Raise the dead